I love that song. We always say cotton mid. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. What's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to Chill to Action on the Call to Action Network. You know me. It's your girl, Danny Joy, here hanging out with you every Sunday as usual with my favorite co host, Mr. Paul Benuzio. It is me. It is me. It's PLD. Glad to have you with us on this Sunday once again. I'm glad that you guys have found us since we moved over to Sundays, at least for the time being. Blame PLD. Yes, I know. This one is actually is my fault. I think when you see Blame PLD in the chat, I'd say about 22% of the time is <laughs> actually accurate. Um, but you know what? I'll take the heat. It's okay. Give it to me because, you know. You uh, know what, Paul? I'm glad that you said that. You do get a lot of heat and you get a lot of shit thrown at you. But I would like to take the second to tell you that I appreciate you wow. for taking all of the shit. Well, 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 well your, your appreciation of me is going uh, appreciated, is being appreciated. So, <laughs> but let's not talk about us anymore. We have a guest, as we always do. And I'm actually surprised it took us this long to get this guest. I don't know. Like, I look back when we look, we're going to invite who we're going to invite these weeks. I'm like, wait, we haven't had Jeff on yet. How is that possible? That's He's it. One That's... Of the mainstays. He's one of the, like, the top dogs. Like, we should have had him on, like, First, like, couple of weeks. I was genuinely hoping to get through this entire interview without that being the issue because that is actually a hashtag blame DJR on that one. So, that's a DJR one. Okay, good. I'll throw that one. So, without further ado, the one and only, he is the insider himself, Jeff Snyder. My friend, how are you? Hello. Good evening, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah. So good to have you on. Uh, like I said, you've got your stalwart in the league, a legend. Uh, been there for so long, but like you made so much uh, impressions on all of us. Uh, so we're really Thank honored you. and happy to have I'm you. Su I'm surprised that it took me this long to come on to for a couple of reasons. I mean, number one, first and foremost, I'm the most fascinating person in the Schmodown, naturally. Uh, and number two, I'll do anything Danny asks. So <laughs> that's, I'm in the same boat. I do. That's why I'm co hosting with her. She asked me once yeah, and I yeah. just haven't gone away yet. Uh -uh. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I hook them. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much for coming on show. We were super excited to have you on. Like Paul said, an OG in the Schmodown. Uh, I've been a huge fan of, of you for a very long time, honestly, truly. Um, long in your reign in the Schmodown, truly. But as always, uh, we always like to ask the same question as your first question here. And it's, how did you get involved with the Schmodown? Like, how did you start playing with the Schmodown? I feel like I don't know this story. Please I don't even know me. if I remember. I, I, I think I'd been paying attention to it because it was something uh, that Chris, I knew Christian and, you know, Riley and some of those guys. And, uh, you know, I'd seen what they were doing and I, and I thought it was special. I've always thought it was special. I've always thought it was a brilliant idea that, that Christian had. A million dollar idea, really. Um, and, uh I, I was just lucky that he asked me to be a part of it. I thought it'd be a natural fit at it. I obviously I'm, I love movies. I'm uh, I'm good at trivia, and uh, so yeah, he kind of just threw me and Umberto out there together. I think that was my first match, right? And yeah. uh, I didn't even know what was going on. Umberto clearly didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and uh, I guess I've always uh, taken advantage of the rules, so to speak, and and, and uh, it benefited me in that first match. I've been off to the races ever since. Right. Uh, that was a legendary first match. I always forget that. And somebody brings it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, Umberto. I actually rewatched that match like not too long ago. And when it is like trying to, he gave you the answer basically after the, like, after the point, after it was your turn to steal, he gave you the answer anyway. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're not lasting very long. But. It was not, uh, he said Mel's Diner. It was not his <laughs> turn. And I was like, I, you know, I was going to say Diner, but you're right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I think the first. 
big moment of Schmodown, I remember for you, was the decision. Obviously, when you joined up with JT for the first time, I have to ask, knowing the uh, the wrestling aspect and the storyline aspect, uh, was that all specifically pre-planned that night? You knew that you were coming out. Everybody knew you were there. Uh, did, did everybody uh, knew that anybody surprised? I'm not exactly sure who knew what. Uh, I'm not sure if JT knew or not. I'm really not. I'm forgetting. (laughs) Um, But uh, I knew I was going to be paired with JT and that we were going to do the whole Boston thing and and be the Patriots. So I I think that he did know since we sort of had a team name picked out, although that may have been Christian's doing as well. He may have just assigned it. Right. I was wondering, because I'm actually wondering if JT, because like, I know that it was, if Clark went with him, then that'd be one way. So I don't know if actually he knew if Clark was going to decide or not. I mean, he had to use the backup, obviously, at that point. Or that. Right. I didn't remember um, how, how many games that I even played by then. Who had I beaten that would even have JT so excited? I don't, you know, I don't know where I was in the league at that point. <laughs> it wasn't very, I don't, I don't feel like it was very very far into it, but you guys uh, didn't tell me to study my, my own history. I <laughs> need to remember it, and you'd be wrong. I, I think that just goes to show Jeff how long you've been playing inside of I'm the show. The <laughs> I'm the oldest 36 year old you'll meet. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. So you've been in the league for quite some time now. You've been able to see it go from what it was—the wild, wild west schmodown back then—to to this really like. Ah, I can't even think of the right words to to say for the Schmodown, like what it is today. So the, seeing that growth and that change inside of the Schmodown, did you ever think that it would get to the point that it is right now? I mean, I did. I, and honestly, I think it can get even bigger. Uh, I think that the, <clears throat> listen, like a lot of stuff, and I'm not going to complain because we're still lucky enough to be able to do it online, right? But I think that the pandemic really hurt the Schmodown's momentum and growth. I think that the live stuff, was really going very well. Um, and we just had, you know, the league had a certain mo- mo- uh, momentum. Right. And, you know, e- even something like the, the Kevin Smith, Chris Jericho match was like, to me, it felt like it was supposed to be a big moment for the league. Like that evening was supposed to be like a, a victory lap. And then Chadwick Boseman passed. It was just terrible timing. And so the, the league has unfortunately fallen victim to, to terrible timing. There's nothing you can do about that, obviously. But, but I do think that it is poised because there's so many hours of content and, and it's not just that you can watch each episode. Like, and maybe that's the drawback to it is that you can't, I, I think you can just tune in whatever for the trivia, but right. people keep coming back for the storyline. And that's so many hours of content that Netflix could just put a, make it a box on its streaming service and Netflix should be acquiring the Schmodown or Hulu or any of these places because it comes with a built-in audience and, and just hours and hours and hours upon co- of content that they don't need to produce because it's already done. Makes a lot of sense. I would love to see the Schmodown on Hulu specifically. I don't know why Hulu is the, is the first thing that comes to mind, but I feel like it would work well on that. It, it, listen, it's aimed at young people. I'm just saying, like, you know, now that Skybound has acquired it, Skybound obviously has a background in television, you know, having, you know, being involved with The Walking Dead and, and that all, you know, all that stuff. So they are hopefully, you know, Christian, I think, made a deal with them to grow the league. And, and I think that they have been doing a great job of that under the circumstances right. during the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Well, interesting enough where the league has gotten to the league. Definitely. I know this is also partially due to the pandemic. Christian's been stressing the sports aspects side to it. Obviously, the storylines have kind of taken a little bit of a backseat because there's no like, you know, cut scene as much and everything else. Uh, is that a balance you want to see restored? Like as we go on with after the pandemic's over, getting more of the cutscene stuff? Or are you happier with it being the more 
14. I got to be honest. I, I don't pay too much attention to the cutscene stuff unless I'm asked to be in it. Um, right. Some of the cutscene stuff is really funny, and it's like, oh my, like I can't believe you guys like you know came up with this idea or you know. Um, you know, executed it this way. But then, you know, listen, the Schmodown to me is, is more about the trivia than it is about the acting. And there's a lot of bad actors <laughs> who are just more naturally comfortable in front of the camera. And other people are just, you know, I'm good at trivia. And right. those things don't always mesh. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, as someone who's been watching it for quite some time, when I first got into it, I was definitely way more into the trivia than the storylines, and I got, got in trouble for that. But going <laughs> now into like going into like what the league is now, all of that stuff, it 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 um it's so cool to see what they've done and how it's grown into into those storylines. I can't think of it. I can't think of the right way to say what I'm saying. So I'm just going to shoot it back. The trivia, is, the trivia is the hook. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with wrestling. You don't watch wrestling at first for the storyline. You're watching, you're tuning in at first for the wrestling. It's the storyline that keeps you there. That's and exactly that's me what the Schmodown is. It's the trivia that draws you in, but it's the storylines and the factions and all that stuff that keeps you invested for that whole season. Well, that's right. because that's exactly it. Because like you can get trivia, you can get trivia to your bar, you get a local bar trivia. You can get a trivia show anyway. You've seen a lot not of anymore, but <laughs> oh yeah, not anymore. True, true. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. But now, yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Thank uh, you for saying exactly what was on my brain. I appreciate. You have it. Got you, man. We got a link. <laughs> There's definitely a link there. <laughs> oh, what do you think about your legacy in the Schmodown? Now you've been there long enough. You had people talking about the older days, the early champions like the Rileys and everything else. You have the later day people like the Bateman getting his belt and Merle being there. Where do you think you stand as far as like everything? I think I have unfinished business, my legacy. I don't think I'm done writing my legacy. Good to know. I think, I think I'm embedded as one of the greatest players ever, just from the sheer strength that I think I'm the greatest teams player ever. And that's, you know, if it wasn't half the, the entire league at first between singles and doubles, you know, now it's a quarter of the league with Star Wars and, and uh, Inner Geekdom or whatever, if we're going to acknowledge those on the same level. Um, we're not going to even get into that until you guys ask, of course. But, uh, I'll ask, I'm sure. I, 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 am, I think I'm underrated in this league. I think that a bad round against Bibbs um, ha has overshadowed what should be my legacy. Uh, I think that my record... It could be better, and you know what? I had I had that performance against Oyama New York, and I blew it. I brought my C game, and you can't be average and win a game like that. And I choked under the pressure, and I second guessed myself. I didn't do well, but the championship was right there. Okay, yeah. and, and, and you know, the, the, playing Ethan, it was right there. And, and all my losses, whether it's Christian, you know, they, they've all been close except for the Bibiani one. And so I, I think that people put a little bit too much stock in that. Uh, I think I'm as competitive. Uh, as anyone in this league, and while I may not know the stuff from the 60s or the 70s and even some of the 80s stuff, if you put a movie from 1990 on in front of me, the last 30 years of movies, I'm going to know more than the average person. Okay. I like that. Uh, no, and I think you're right. You bring it up. The, the match against Bibiana gets a lot of – a lot of volume for some reason because of what happened and everything else really amplifies that. But it's only one match. I mean, you're you're talking to a guy who has 17 career singles matches and like 21 teams matches. So it's one match out of that many times shouldn't define anybody at all. I get um, disrespected. I, I was just told, okay, the other day I was just told I'm going into the Oyama match, and I guess I understand it, as the underdog. I'm the underdog going. So I'm just like I feel like I'm underrated. Yeah, well, let's – 
That's yeah. something you are going against. I mean, Oyama is the former champion, so I guess that does have something to do with it. And his singles record at that point was seven and two. Uh, he beat me. He beat me. A square, you know, he's one and oh against me. So I get it. Uh, why I would be the underdog in this match. I just like, you know, the overall rankings. Right. You know, the way that a bracket should be laid out. I, like I've said multiple times, Christian just doesn't know how to make a bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I want to be I'm facing this kid in the second round. Like, it's too early. We, we, we're like a finals matchup, but you guys are getting in the second round. Hey, steal in the second round, then I guess to steal. Uh, are you, how do you feel about that, getting your second shot there? Do you feel like you've got a chance for redemption? You're really uh, excited about it? I mean, he's good. Um, he's very, very good. Uh, I am out for revenge. You know that that is going to be what drives me in this match. Okay. It is uh, it is the revenge tour, the redemption tour, if you will. And uh, there's nothing more than I like to see. It's like it's like Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Like they didn't lose to the same team twice or two weeks in a row. Like they just they fix their mistakes, and hopefully, I can do that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, think about revenge tour. Maybe other instead of revenge tour, is there anybody in the league that you haven't got a chance to play that you would love to be able to sit down one on one and play? You're setting me up for this one. <laughs> on the, the big dog, and it's, it's a lot of. I mean, to climb to get there, to earn a match with the haloed Dan Merle, I mean, you'd have to beat like 15 people. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> like the final boss in the really endless video game. Uh, I just want to play Dan Morrow one time and okay. show everyone in the league that I think I have what it takes to take Merle, if not beat him, to take him to the limit. Okay, so you don't even care about the belt necessarily. You just want to face Merle just to just to face him and be just, yes, just to say I even got a shot to face him, and and I guess I guess he's the if you win the tournament, that's who you get to play. So that's, that's why true. I'm trying to win. It's that. not just beating the people who beat me before. It's trying to get that Merle. That's like the the big carrot that there's. Dangling on a stick. <laughs> I, I would I would have loved to have seen a match between the Patriots in their heyday versus um, Founding Fathers. I, th I feel like that'd be a fun match to watch. I mean, you know, Roke is one of the that's a, that's Roke. He's on that team, right? Roke is yeah. one of the greatest to ever work the camera. You know, the camera <laughs> loves John Roke, um, and and you put us together, and you get fireworks no matter who the partners are. So. Maybe that'll. Maybe we'll meet in this in the doubles tournament. They've announced those teams, right? They announced the. Uh, the yes. So me and Andreco, we're we're getting back together again. I was like, you know what, Roxy, we got to run it back. And uh, it's tough. There's there's some killer teams this year, but I, I like our chances. I like yeah. our odds, if you will. We could actually bring those teams up in a way. Uh, take a look at it. I have it in here. There you go. Yeah, run me down. Who are these people? Oh my god! Swag. <laughs> final exam. Irwin's with Andrew Guy. That is the official yeah. one. Yes, it is. Wow. And Oyama and Lon. That's a good team. I've always respected Lon because him and him and John Harris beat us. Yes, that's right. I was surprised by that. I forgot about that. They were good. You know, I tell you, to to play two brothers who are, have that kind of connection. Mm -hmm. Trust like that. That was tougher than it than you'd think. They were good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Oh wow! So those are those are also yeah, and Jader and Brandon Brandon Marisol, mm -hmm. Marisol and Adam Collins, the rookie team from Korea. That could be a good team. There, there's some up and comers there. I don't know how Collins is going to do in this tournament, but we'll see. 
I've always said, like I said before about Collins, is that he's he's won two straight matches and made great debut, but he's never faced any adversity, never been down, never gotten like knocked in the mouth and then tried to come back. So I want to see that happen, get him to the third round. I mean, listen, I, I don't think you can let like the you know. I guess I want to ask you guys, like, what does the tournament mean to you? Because it's like, do you put all the stock in the tournament? Is someone who does great in the tournament a great player, or should does should the tournament not just speak volumes on uh, uh, you know your your performance well whether it does or it should are two different questions i think uh it does i think it does because it's always set up it's always hyped up uh and if you win a tournament it means you're winning three three or four matches in a row usually the better players are in those tournaments there's not a lot of squash type matches in no there. place to hide yeah right no place to hide so i think if you get through a tournament and you win all four matches or five or whatever it is it got to get a little like a step up from like where you were, I think. Unless, unless you're automatic, if you're Dan Merle and winning the tournament. All right, so you think it affects your reputation? How I you do it? Absolutely does affect your reputation. Right, Danny, what do you think? I, so this is also kind of where my, my, my tiny bit of sports brain comes in just a little bit. I think, uh, for the, sh for the showdown, looking at, looking at teams going into the showdown and looking at it like that, uh, with this season specifically, I feel like I have to put an asterisk on it because I do agree with what Paul said. I do believe that your performance in a tournament does matter. I just feel like in this tournament, because there aren't, there's only one team from each faction so we don't get a lot of a lot of different teams from in there to to see a lot of different gameplay from competitors and stuff like that so that's the only thing about this specific season that i feel like that's that asterisk on the team's tournament and also i don't know how how it would be in uh, in a regular studio session if they would do more than one team for the right because you're missing that in personnel that's a good point yeah, so the, I, that's the only thing about this season for the team's tournament and the Schmodown. But I do agree that I do think that your play in the tournament does kind of matter in, in the same sense that your gameplay in the Schmodown matters because everyone has an off day. We all know that that Makuga Magic and all of that happens <laughs> every once in a while. You know what I mean? So it's like we've seen Stacey Howard knock people out and, and break brackets and stuff like that. So sometimes I feel like that's a little piece of it that you have to keep in mind. But... I do, I do kind of, I, I, yeah, 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 Paul, I agree. I mean, there have already been huge upsets in this tournament, and, yeah. but, but it's like, I'm not ready to say, because, okay, so Ro Roka lost, right? That happened? Yeah, you got the KO'd right. by Adam Collins, by the rookie. Right, okay, so it's like, okay, are we saying Adam Collins is better than Roka now? Like, I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, but, you know, I think that the great players are still entitled to an off day, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I 100%. I do think that Adam Collins winning these two matches in the tournament as a rookie definitely helps his standing. Like, if it was just two random matches, like, in the year, be like, okay, he's 2-0, let's see what happens, but put him in, this, in a tournament which seems more important, and then he hears a John Roca. That's a big step for a state. Definitely one to watch. There's yeah. these, you know, Adam Collins, definitely one to watch. And Marisol also has done very well, too. So putting them on the team together, I mean, as you know, it takes some time to get teams, get their chemistry right, get their camaraderie right, et cetera, to work together, right? But if they do well, that could be a good statement as well. I did watch that Marisol uh, thing, you know, uh, to prep for Oyama on, on Tuesday. And uh, she, she was very good. She was she impressed me. That was, that was a tough match. Tough first yeah. round for her. Has there ever been a rookie that you've seen coming up in past seasons that that is now doing well that you've noticed at the beginning that you thought would do well? You know what? I always I always did have a good feeling about the kid. <laughs> he grew up in in showbiz and uh, he just always seemed like he knew his stuff. Like he was like the kid who in between takes was just rushing back to his trailer to finish watching a movie. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, the kid surprised me. I know I was out there for Spectacular. I mentioned this on another show. I got to talk to him a little bit, and like he was talking strategies upon strategies. He's like a little mini Ben Bateman as far as like strategies go. Like, he's he like a little walking rope-a-dope, okay? <laughs> he's so innocent-looking, and yet I know he's dangerous as anybody. Uh, the big smile can come. He's just like, boom. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Let's ask you. Know, I know you have this this uh, derision for the IG and the Star Wars leagues and everything else. Now, what I'll ask you before you go into that is, is there a division that you would like to see that you would have a little more respect for that you'd like to see maybe the movie Trivia Showdown out develop? You know what? I mean, an indie film d- d- division, if only because I do think that there are way more indie films than studio films in a given year. I think that indie movies are 60% of the movie business these days. Um, I would like to see a foreign film uh, league. Okay, like an inter like Schmodown International. Uh, okay, all right. Interesting to me, and a way to expand the league, you know, globally. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd have to think about that a little bit more. What I mean, besides Marvel or DC belts, like what else or do fans want? James Bond. Harry uh, Potter. There's been the horror, horror your, your partner has mentioned the horror-thon, and I guess uh, that's been talked about heavily for some particular reason. But, the uh, horror-thon? Yeah, a horror match, possibly. Oh, a horror revision, I have heard about such an event. Interesting. Mm. I, I feel like those are the, the just Marvel is one that just gets talked about the most with the that. I, I know me personally, I'd want I'd want an animation or a Disney Pixar one, but that's just Yeah, I don't think I'll be competing for that. But <laughs> guys, why is animation always question eight in the first round? It drives me <laughs> insane. A lot of keep you from having a perfect round. That's pretty much the only thing. They really do. It's a conspiracy. (laughs) I'm not opposed to animation in the first round. Make it question four or five so you don't think, oh, I've got this perfect round within sight. And then they ask some crazy animation question. And it's like, screw you, Mark Ellis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a question, Jeff. uh, So with JTE having the JTE rule, and all of that stuff. And the JTE rule is infamous because we all know that JT, it seemed like he was kind of using it as a oh, strategy kind of... sometimes. <laughs> did, you know, did you know that ahead of time before this became like the official JTE rule? Did you know that that's what he was doing with it? I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> strategies knowing a reunion could possibly happen one day. Uh, but I, I think that JTE uh, almost... <laughs> I don't know. He, he's like a little bit like Brendan Meyer too, and that people look at JTE and they don't expect him. They don't. They don't expect much. But he was great. He and I wish you know we had drafted him this year, particularly with the league moving online. I can't believe that we haven't gotten any JT matches. But then you know somebody made us get rid of JT. It was nonsense. <laughs> That's true. That did happen. And there was a little controversy there where you talked about Roxy. And Roxy. Who did we get? Who did we get for him? God, what was that? Uh, was that was the Javedo match, the, yeah. the Star Wars player. Yeah. yeah. So he wanted the Star Wars because he had Alex Damon as the champion, couldn't be in the tournament. And that was why he the tournament. So, didn't last very long. Uh, it's like in fantasy football when you have to like drop a, like a great player, but, but because like there's an injury at another position, so now you need to fill the position. It's uh, such heartbreaking at that point. And then, that, then you feel bad the week later. You're like, damn it, did I really need to do that for that? Yeah. But, Man, it would have been nice to have to have JT earning points for us, but 
you know, what, whatever. Them's the breaks. He 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 gets to be involved however much he wants. He's earned that right. Oh, definitely. I think JT is great. Yeah, at least I love that he was very. He said it before. He kind of surprised you how good he was because I once in a while he'd have like a match where like he'd lose something. You're like, oh, maybe he's done. Like he lost to what the Olympic champion, like Cody Miller. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, but then like he'll come back and he'll bring you to like he'll take the champion to like the final round. You're like, oh, this is the JT. And that's the thing about the great ones, Paul. It's about how you pick yourself up. That's how true. you recover. Rocky Balboa is how you get how you get hit. It's about how you get hit and keep moving forward. That's right. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> um. But yeah, you know, another thing, speaking of teams, I just noticed I was doing a little research today. Uh, you actually did another trivia match recently here, at least this summer, and you teamed up with uh, John Roca. How did that happen? How did you guys get together? First of all, what do you think of that? Because Barstool Trivia was super hard. Like, <laughs> Those those were intense matches. Those guys were really good, actually. They were. It was a fun match. They had a great team in the showdown. Ken Jack and uh, was well, R.A. I think yeah. it was R.A. I think who it was. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, I had a blast. Like, they they, they asked me for some reason because I, I told them I'd love to be on it. Um, and uh, when I thought about, you know, getting a partner, I was like, well, you know, I play with Andrico all the time in the showdown. Who do I not play with who I could – Colin, who I stay in touch with a lot, and uh, that's Roca. And I was thrilled that he said yes. Uh, I thought we did played really well together. He had some great pulls. I had some great pulls. You know, uh, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was like, "Shmoed out alternate universe right there." After that had happened, that you and Roca actually become a team in one point. Right, it was bizarre world, Paul. <laughs> it really was. It was great though. Uh, maybe someday, maybe one of those what ifs. Everyone, everyone watching this should go track down those those episodes because that those were pretty good. They they were they were a lot of fun I got in that so, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what about with the teams tournament now you have Mark and Drake L you're ready to go now how has that been different with Mark than it was with JTE because you have two really successful teams now I mean again I know the the main link is that you're a part of both of them I get that but <laughs> Mark you know uh, it, it is very different their strengths are very different you know I can count on JTE to have seen all the Schwarzenegger and Van Damme 80s movies and stuff and Draco's strengths you know are, are, are the opposite he, he knows like musicals and stuff mm-hmm. um, so you know I know what I'm I know and I, I've sort of never made any apologies for that. I think it's pretty clear what what I don't know, um, but you know, and Draco, he's a, he's a solid compliment. He's he's a little like cocky sometimes, like me. Uh, so we're both a little impulsive and, and shoot shoot from the hip. Um, but he's also very logical. So I don't know. It's a, it's a good balance, and with Roxy managing us, she just knows how how to talk to us. Yeah, that's interesting. Roxy as a manager, so it's been a different approach than than Tom and you know JTE. That was like, yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. You know, when you yeah. had Roxy and Dagnino has this feud. You would know better than anybody about who who is the better manager, or at least maybe the better manager for you. I mean, they're very different styles. Like, right. who's, who's a better coach, Phil Jackson or Red Auerbach? Like, right. I don't know. Um, What's the better sandwich, a grilled cheese or a Cubano? <laughs> a grilled cheese or a peanut butter and jelly, maybe. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the peanut butter and jelly? And who's the grilled cheese then? You know. I'm so white. Um, <laughs> uh, they are both wonderful managers. Um, Roxy, I think Roxy's a lot better than, than people give her credit for. They've sort of focused on the sexy numbers of it all, which is like two words that she says, uh, 
you know, going into round three, it's uh, it's kind of weird. She is she's just like very nurturing and um, understand. Like there's she's sympathetic, especially when you lose. Like she's just she's someone who'll give you a hug, and uh, you know you didn't get that from Tom. So <laughs> don't think that. we we definitely saw uh, Roxy uh, Roxy's what you said about Roxy in New York when you when you played against Paul the first time, mm -hmm. watching her behind the scenes and stuff. There's yeah, with my family. Yeah, she was yeah. Great. There's this really great picture of Roxy and Smets behind the scenes, like both of them, like just kind of yelling at y'all. And, and it's so great. It's so good to see. But uh, yeah, Roxy has always been a manager that seems very compassionate towards her players and all of that stuff. Has she been I, a big help for this season? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, she, I mean, she was very helpful in round one uh, with Montano. Um, I, I think she's done a great job with Mark and I. Uh, did, Mark's, did Mark's second round... Here, I forget. I don't even know. Uh, no, Mark is this week. I believe. Oh, Mark there's this week. Wow. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Mark, Mark, uh, Brendan beat Mark. That's true. That was the first time. Uh, okay, yeah. So, okay. But you know what? She, she did a great job with him in that match. Um, and, uh, and I have faith that she's going to, you know, d lead me to victory against Oyama. Um, I don't think that we'll make the same mistakes that that we made in New York because you know we did make some strategic errors. Those are unusual. Those are sort of unforced errors. That's what that's what loses you championships. So uh, I don't anticipate us making those kinds of uh, errors again. Or do you at all worry about uh, Paul putting something like intergeekdom on the wheel at all, or like you know the Harry Potter thing? I'm, I have no idea. You know, he may put Mel Brooks on the wheel. Um, I I don't know. Like it's, I'm very worried about what could be on this wheel with Paulo Oyama, which is why I'm just I'm trying to study my weaknesses, but at the same time I also have to admit to myself these are weaknesses, and you're gonna have them. You know that's okay. I gotta be. But you're sometimes it's more important to strengthen your strengths and have those. Uh, and hopefully, because it's the luck of the wheel. The wheels are luck and draw anyway. So if you have enough strength, right. and, I, and I've got some surprises in store for him uh, as as far as my wheel slices. You know, I don't think uh, I think I've I think I, as you guys know, I put a lot of Tarantino, a lot of Fincher on the wheel, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm sort of trying to move away from that strategy uh, for, for this tournament. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, I can't wait for that. That's coming up on uh, Tuesday, I believe. Is that a match? I believe so. Oh God, it's, yeah, jeez. I believe it's Tuesday. Books. <laughs> There you go. Get ready to go. Uh, now, how about the fact that how about the whole idea of getting Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho? Um, that you said that was supposed to be a big event this year, and it kind of, I mean, well, it was as big as it could be given the situation. Um, how is that for you? How excited were you to see Kevin Smith uh, and Chris Jericho join the uh, the Shimona? I thought it was just super cool. I mean, Smith is someone I know and and love. I've always loved Kevin. Um, and I'm lucky enough that when, you know, he or I walk into a room where the other one is, it's like, oh, my God, you're, you're here. Um, <laughs> he's awesome. And I, I think he showed, like, that that match was just so entertaining. That was something I could watch with Dad. You know, and it's not like, well, it's Roka versus Bateman for the eighth time or, or you know, <laughs> Irwin versus Bibbs or whoever. Right. Uh, like, this is Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho. And Dad was like, oh, my God, they got Chris Jericho to do this? He was super entertaining. He knew his stuff, too. Yeah. I didn't like the questions were terribly dumbed down for either of them. I just think, you know, he got Kevin Smith movies. That's that's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I did well with the category too though. It did. It, did. Yeah. Well, it, it meant it definitely meant a lot for our, the exposure. Right. Uh, hopefully, you know, more celebrities and, and wrestlers maybe will will partake because I don't want it to just be 
you know, I have something to promote. Right. It, that was the great thing about it. Like, I mean, God bless the kids from it, the losers club who came in and did those matches. Got, you know, thank everybody who, who came in and took the time to play the Schmodown. But it is great when they don't even have projects and they just want to play the game. Right. And that's, yeah, they both talked so well about it afterwards. You knew they were there to have fun with it and really get along. So hopefully we can have more matches from that. It'd be great to see them like against other. Like, I'd love to see a Rachel Silvestrini versus Kevin Smith, for example, kind of thing. Someone who's a big fan of his kind of thing. That should be really cool as well. I mean, I feel like I should be getting a shot at Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> favorite Kevin Smith movie. What's your favorite? Uh, I have to say Mallrats is my Mallrats. favorite. Okay. But right. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is very close because that's the movie like I quote the most on just like a day-to-day basis. I get that. Yeah, I get that. That is a very cool. So I feel like that's like the greatest hits of the of Kevin oh, Smith, yeah. like all in one package. It's the greatest hits album, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's underrated in the filmography. I love Clerks and Clerks too, but yeah, Mallrats is always for me going to be a special one. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I can't wait for that more. If too. there was any uh, any celebrity that you would want to see play in the Schmodown, who would you pick? You know, so Christian just had um, Paul Walter Hauser. I think Paul Walter Hauser would be uh, good. And I'd like to see Paul Walter Hauser take on someone like Josh Gad, who, you know, if you have a Zoom link, Josh Gad will be there. So <laughs> Josh oh, Gad's yeah. doing everything these days. He's saying yes to the dress, baby. Uh, I love Josh Gad for the record. He's, he's the man. Both of those guys are great. So I'd love to see them take on each other in a showdown. But imagine if you got like Quentin versus like Scorsese, like, oh my God. That'd be, oh man. <laughs> oh man. That'd be, that'd be the ultimate cinephile, right? Like, right. that's, you can't get better than that, right? I feel like Quentin would do it. Like the right avenue was taken and the right experience. I kind of feel like he would do it. The, the other guys who I'd love are like the old, the old guard, okay? okay. To see someone like Roper, Roper. like Richard Roper. <laughs> right. On like David Edelstein or something, or friggin' Richard, you know, just like one of these like New Yorker critics or something. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yes, Weston Duggan, he didn't get drafted, he was uh signed mid season, but we haven't gotten to see him yet. I figure we'll see him at some point, though. Doug Benson, that was good, though. <laughs> and no, that's not good, too, Chris. Bobby Whitehead and Star Wars would actually be kind of a fun match as well. He's a big Star Wars fan, so. So you're not like I go back to and I'll go back to the IG thing. I mean, you said you don't like, but I don't understand why you're so vehement against it. I'm not against it. I just feel like in IG, you know what to study. You know what the movies that qualify for IG are. There's a list. All you gotta do is watch the 30 or 40 movies on the list, really. Maybe <laughs> okay. it's more than that. Maybe I'm underestimating the number of titles. <laughs> I mean it's just, the fact is that there's a list, and a list exists, and you know exactly what the curriculum is. With the, the regular Schmodown, I don't feel like it's even possible. I mean, you have to be ready for absolutely anything. And so I feel like while the belts are totally legitimate and, and to know the most, more than, you know, about Star Wars than anybody else is like, those are the matches, guys, where I stand there and I'm in awe. When I see Ken Knapsack answering questions, and I'm just going like, "What are you guys talking?" About? Okay. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like a. I mean, you know, why isn't there a Fincher or Tarantino belt or, or a Michael Mann Heat belt? Like, okay, you're not going to know more about Heat or Silence of the Lambs or Seven than me. Fair enough. I can't even fathom a world where, where that person exists. 
Have you ever pitched any of these uh, exhibition uh, exhibition matches, like a, a Quentin Tarantino match or a Michael Mann match? Sign me up for all that stuff. Sign me up for a Scream match. But, like, I only want to do Scream. Okay, if I have to do Scream 2, fine. But I don't <laughs> want to like, have to go watching Scream 3 and Scream 4 with a magnifying glass. Like, those aren't very good movies. No, Scream, right. I'm in. Scream, I'd be a giant for that one too. Scream too, that was okay enough. Okay well, enough. I mean, I like all the exhibition. Like they're they're doing Rocky, right? Or did they already yeah, do Rocky? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like they have some fun ones for sure. I would, I like those franchise. Like imagine like a Halloween franchise. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things that they could do for fun, but you know, instead, when people are like, "Well, what's the new Belby Marvel?" Which yeah. means DC. Who wants to? I can't watch those movies more than once or tw twice at the most. <laughs> Who's watching these movies five, six times, let alone twelve times? Like I've seen nineties <laughs> thrillers. I think, we, like, out of that whole situation that happened for me, like knowing that you've been involved with the Schmodown for that long and you have opinions about the Schmodown the way that you do, but you're still involved with it and you stay in it and listening to you now talk about the Schmodown, it's really nice to hear that you have that passion for the Schmodown and believe in it, in it that way. And, and so I always love to hear competitors talk about the Schmodown. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I it's obviously near and dear to me. And um, I do read a lot of the stuff that, that people write. I, I do respond to a lot of it on Facebook. Maybe I shouldn't. But it is, I don't know. It's just everybody has their own opinions about movies, about television shows and music, whatever it may be. And they have it about the Schmodown, too. And just when I see some of the people who they think are actually better than me, it, like, blows my mind. <laughs> I don't want to name names. because Competitors? My, Other competitors? My, my motto for this podcast is uh, humility, but jeez. Uh, <laughs> Other competitors or fans? Other competitors. Like, okay. oh, oh, no, 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 fans. It's mostly fans. Okay, the fans. All right. Fair and, enough. I mean, God, like, there are people who have retired for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's, 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 we're at that juncture in the league where fan interaction is something that can happen a lot more than like other sport. You can't sit down and interact with your favorite major league baseball player or your favorite NFL player, but you get these interactions with, uh, with, uh, with, with the competitors and things. So it almost feels like it's a weird dichotomy because I can sit there in a, in a forum and say, ah, oh, you know, Aaron Judge is a piece of crap and I go on about it. Nothing's going to happen. But I go on and say something like, Jeff Snyder's a piece of crap. You're going to come in and start talking and talking shit to me kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's a very interesting dichotomy. Usually. Usually. I mean, it's weird for me when I sign on to Facebook and I see the first thing I see is a poll about what a loser I am or I'm going <laughs> to be. It's like, Jeez, all right. Uh, well, I see 20 people believe in me, and uh, okay, well, I, I use that to drive me, and uh, I'm going to use it to drive me this tournament and uh, try to prove the doubters wrong, and if I can't, you know, I tried. Believe <laughs> you did what you had to do. That's all I was to it. Uh, what do you think about the recent, like, the, for example, the speed round change? I'm just going off my head now. Like, we had the now the speed round that got changed for round number Four is it whatever the championship matches? Uh, do you like the new speed round that's been developed for Streamyard, or do, would we go back? Would you like to go back to the buzzers? I'm sorry, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. What is the new Streamyard speed round? Oh, okay, let's see the match. Okay, so maybe you found this on the tournament. Um, now they have the team spirit. Basically, uh, the competitors are set up, and now the opponents will be taken off and put into a different room, and you just get like 60 seconds. It's like an Iron Man kind of 60 seconds. You get like. Question, 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 question. You can pass uh, and then come back to it 
later on kind of thing. And uh, so it's not about beating your opponent to the question. Like the old butters is who gets it first. This is more about a speed over a certain amount of questions. So are you trying to get the most questions right within this time? Right. You have like 10. I've got questions. It's like it's 10. 10 it's 10, but you still lose a point if you get the question wrong. Right. But you okay. don't lose a point if you pass on it. And if you right. pass on it, and by the at the end of 60 right. seconds, if you don't get it, you just don't get it. Right. But you don't lose a point if you pass if you just pass on it. So for example, yeah. Bateman had like made a big uh, going about he got the buzzer going, but now it's kind of taking that away a little bit. So I don't know what would be, what you think would be better. Uh, this sounds like a lot of fun. I'm interested in this. I mean, I always listen. I'm more <laughs> wait. Well, Jen Sturger's husband uh, takes takes the cake for the most athletic, I suppose. But I always got <laughs> me and Mark Ellis. We're like the most athletic guys in the showdown. I've got very good hand eye reflexes, I think, and so I always knew how to work the buzzer pretty well. Right. Um, but some of these people, I, I mean, they're like Jeopardy prodigies or something. They've been studying buzzer theory and things <laughs> like that. Uh, there's nothing I can do with that. So yeah, I'm, I'm open to this new thing. That sounds interesting. I haven't seen the, the title match with the uh, Bateman. So, okay. All right. That's good. To know. He doesn't, uh, he's not in this tournament, right? No, he's not. He lost the, he lost to Ben. Yeah. So, and I, so I don't have to really worry about Ben Bateman. So I didn't watch that one. Maybe the kid, the kid you might have to worry about. The kid is actually pretty good at the buzzer too. He's, although he like, well, I mean, and I, I know the kid's good if he took out Andreco. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if I, if I get that far, I mean, I'd, I'd be lucky to even see the kid at this point. Believe me. <laughs> All right, it is definitely an interesting bracket that he did. You said he Christian doesn't know how to do a bracket. Let's look at that bracket there. Look at who I have to play, Paul. I've got Paulo Yama. I've got Mark Riley. Early right. on my side of the bracket. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you have to teach Christian how to do a bracket. Is that you want to do? Basically, I mean, look at this. This is like ridiculous. It's on. It's. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. I'm just. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of my seating. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm a three seed. <laughs> That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're not very shy when it comes to your opinion about that. Uh, but Christian doesn't seem to be as a. Uh... Christian, Christian doesn't care. Christian doesn't care what I think. He's he's the you know. Is he the commissioner? I don't even know who's running this league anymore. He's the chairman. Oh, well, excuse me, Mr. Chairman. Sure, but we haven't got to see her very much. All I know is I, I should be a, a goddamn one seed. What 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 are these proceedings based off of? Didn't I have one match before this tournament? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't know. I, what was it? I lost, right? Yeah, let me say. Uh, Did I beat Mark Ellis in something recently, though? Uh, let's see. Your singles matches. I'll agree. I lost to Ethan. That was this season. Yeah, that was this season. He lost to Ethan and Owen. Uh, that was this season. Yep. Uh, last okay, so even to the last question, all of a sudden I'm a three seed. <laughs> <laughs> you losing Ethan on the last question. That's uh, impressive enough. Anybody losing? To Everyone knew who directed Killer Joe. Okay, I'm not supposed to know who narrated a 40 year old movie. <laughs> Well, All that I know about uh, brackets and fantasy play in anything is just what I've learned from the Schmodown. <laughs> Danny, what are you curious about? What can I what can I answer for you? Oh, you know what? I do have a question. Thank you for that, Jeff. That's great because I I was waiting for to figure out a way to transition into it. So I heard somewhere on an interview that um, you enjoy reading, that you started reading at a very young age and all of that stuff. And books have always been something that was very close to you. So I kind of want to get your opinion on that. Are you reading anything now? 
I gotta say, I, I've slowed down on my on my reading. I was zooming through books recently. Actually, I, I just finished uh, Glenn Kenny's Goodfellas book. I wrote a piece on it. Um, so that's a great book. If you like Goodfellas, get Glenn Kenny's Made Men because it was absolutely fascinating. I actually felt bad that I had to like write up like the 10 most interesting things. So I'm like, I'm kind of just giving up the, some of the mystery here, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, that, that was a great book. I read a lot of stuff this, this uh, summer, American Kingpin, which is about the guy who founded Silk, the Silk Road. Are you familiar Ooh. with Silk Road? Yes. I got, yes, I am. They're you know, selling guns and drugs right. and all this crazy. You could hire a hitman, Danny. Right. You know, it was just like this, you know, young guy who, who started this thing. What else did I read? I read about an Alaskan serial killer. I read Don Winslow's new book. Uh, he's the guy who wrote Savages. Okay. okay. So yeah, I've, I've been reading a lot this this summer, but I've got low brow taste and stuff. I won't read, you know, the hot nonfiction uh, <laughs> a writer getting in touch with their feelings and going back to their hometown. No, I like true crime and detective fiction. All right, got a favorite author. Uh I mean, I love anything. Uh, I love the Alex Cross series by James Patterson, and I love all the Lincoln Rhyme series by Jeffrey Deeper. Those are my the those are my two series. You know Lincoln Rhyme? No, I've not I have Lincoln I Rhyme. I've not done her. Lincoln Rhyme, nice. Okay, I don't, so there's so much James Patterson. I only stick to the Alex Cross stuff. I can't read any other James Patterson because it's just too much. Because I'm a completist. Uh, this, isn't, this, isn't me. this isn't this isn't mine i didn't seek this okay. out but i have wanted to read james patterson before and someone gave me this one and that's why it's in my shelf and i have continued my tradition with everyone has book. a james patterson book um but lincoln <laughs> rhyme is the bone collector you guys oh, remember, remember okay. the bone collector yeah, yeah. yeah okay. that's it's that series uh and they made a terrible uh or not very good nbc show about it last year <laughs> but uh yeah. I love the the Bone Collector, and uh, what I mean, what else do I read? I you know I, I don't know Chuck Palahniuk and Chuck Klosterman and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but what Chuck? Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, Kelsey's backstage. She's liking that. She loves true crime stuff. She tells all the time about her true crime list. Yeah, I read all the. Okay, so uh, within the last year or two, I've read all the John Douglas books. John Douglas is the Mindhunter guy, right? Yeah. So all of it, I, I know Mindhunter and all that stuff inside and out. I could write an episode. Oh, I love Mindhunter. I want that to come back so bad. That was a great yeah, adaption, too. Hopefully, someday he'll get back to it, right? That's what we got to think. Someday he'll get back to it. I, I Listen, if I had any inside info, I'd share it with you. But uh, it, it I'm glad it's taken. on hold for now until, at least until Fincher's movie comes out. Yeah, Mank, right? Mank's coming out. Is, that's coming out. Uh, is that done? Is that coming out now? Is that a uh, start streaming? I think in October on Netflix. Is it, is it October? Big okay. date or not? So, uh, but it hasn't hit like my early press queue. I'm, I'm probably they're probably gonna keep that pretty close to the, the to the vest. Yeah. Uh, well, is there any movies that you're looking? Any movies you're looking forward to? They're coming out. I'm pumped for the Sound of Metal, which is oh. the Riz Ahmed movie where he plays a drummer who's losing his hearing. Right. Um, I did hear about that one. That I one. I really like Riz Ahmed. Uh, yeah, he, he's a great actor, and, and I like that. Uh, that that filmmaker is interesting. Um, God, I mean, what else is even coming out at this point? Uh, Candyman got bumped, right? Top yep. got, got bumped. Uh, Everything's getting bumped nowadays. And yeah, I don't even know what, what really what's left. I'm I'm looking forward to James Bond, but we'll we'll see if you know I, you can't release that movie if people aren't ready to go back to theaters. Um, that's a tough one. Yeah, I have a love and hate relationship with the Daniel Craig Bond. There's like really good ones, and then some really shitty ones. So you're right; it's very all over the place. But I have a feeling with Fukunaga that it'll be a classy affair. 
the trailer really did sell me, and I'm someone who was questionable about it. Then I saw it, I was like, wow, that really does look fun. I mean, Rami Malik too. Like, yeah. uh, you have, when you win Best Actor in that Oscar, like, you really get your pick of anything, and he chose that. And you, it had to have been a good character right. you know, for him to do that. And he actually said he used some of his Freddie Mercury lessons on the villains. So that's an interesting take, having Freddie Mercury as a villain in a way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, there's Dune. That's not when Dean Martin says in the chat that Dune is coming out. I'm a big Denis Villeneuve fan, so you're not hyped on Dune. Okay, we'll see. We'll see, man. I, I you know, I, I listen. I want to love it, right? But I, I did not care for Blade Runner, and I, and I don't think that Denis is is a big budget guy. He, I mean, oh, okay, interesting. I just don't know if he has commercial instincts. So, you know, he, he makes beautiful looking blockbusters, but are they too a little too brainy? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I just love where he was at with Arrival, Sicario, Prisoners, the mid budget adult movie. I, I'm I'm a sucker. I did love Blade Runner 2049. I loved how it looked. I, I'm a big Blade Runner fan, so that was for me. But it's kind of a niche audience. I'm actually really interested to see where dune goes because dune has an audience definitively has like that audience but i don't know if it's still as strong as it used to be um so I mean, timmy to... timmy has an audience and day has an audience you know mm-hmm. right but like do, is their audience going to pay for that movie in the middle of a pandemic that that's is the problem. that's the problem i think we're not gonna I, I think it's gonna be bumped um probably i don't know how long though when you know these days that things come to streaming now we're talking 45 days, roughly, or 47 days is like the new, or maybe it's even like 17 days is the new. I don't even know what they're talking about these days, but it's like, it's just so much shorter. And so people, they, they're more willing to wait, I've found. Mm. That's very true. And I think that's, uh, oh, it's kind of a sad thing as far as cinema goes. I feel like, are, are we going to even have cinemas after, uh, or have movie theaters after this is all done at this point? That I don't know. That That's another tough question because... You know, you, you just you look at the outcast is not good. I mean, but sorry, the forecast is, is not the outlook, outlook and forecast are not good. <laughs> and that's just a bummer thing to think about. I love the movie going experience. It's one of my favorite things to do. I enjoy going to the movies alone, all of that stuff. So that's my safe space. I really hope we get it back. But have you gone? Like, you know, so like no. New Mutants, no. I would love to see New Mutants, but I'm not going because I can't trust the public no. to behave. Yep. I went to a tenant because I could trust fellow critics to behave, but not the public. My yeah. local theaters aren't even open yet. Still. The theaters here are open, and I look at my app for the Alamo Draft House every day. Very uh, tempted to go see Tenant, but. And, and the drive in to me is just not the same thing. And being in your car listening over the radio, and then the, the screen isn't as bright as you want it, and you're like five cars back, and some guy's got his red lights on, there's fucking exhaust coming at you. <laughs> I would, I would like that, but that's just my social anxiety. Like, put me in a space where I can just talk shit to the movie the whole time and not feel bad about it. Let me You're a talker, Danny? Uh, yeah, I am. Talker, huh? Not in the theater. I'm not in the movie theater. I absolutely will not. I despise those people. I'm that person that, like, jumps up in the seat and looks at someone for having their phone out. I'm that person. I'm terrible to go to movies with because I am that person that will snap at someone for talking. But if I can talk during a movie... <laughs> I like color commentary on a movie. I'd let you bug me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's time we move on to uh, this or that. That's our second segment of the day. Uh, this or that. This or that. So you haven't been here before. Um, where have you been? Uh, but you could say you'll give Jeff two options, option A, option B, and he gets to decide between them, and he can either just cut a 
that short, or you can just uh, expand on it as you'd like to. Uh, we'll go from there. If you have any in the chat, uh, you can throw them in there as I well. Just open the chat, by the way. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's people here, huh? <laughs> there are. There are. So feel free to pick any out you want to see if you see something that you want to. Oh, talk okay, about. okay. Weston, AJ, Chris, Danny, Brandon. Wow, look at you guys got a damn audience. Yeah. <laughs> we won the we won the award last year for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> out That's over. right. I'm coming on the top rated podcast. That's right. That's it is right. top rated. Absolutely. So, all right. Without further ado, the one question we always ask. Uh, we always ask this one first because it is a action army podcast. It began that way. Uh, Civil War did happen. Are you on the side of Team Guy or Team Bateman? We There's only one right answer. But that's another thing. <laughs> Am I on the side of Team Guy or Team Bateman? I mean, can I be on the side of Team Neither? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've ever had that answer before. Uh, <laughs> this is in regards to what? Just overall or? Anything you, any qualification you want to make about it is up to you. You know what, then? Out of respect, I got to go Team Bateman. Oh, I'm surprised at that, actually. Okay. At least, right. listen, at least he wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Shots fired. Okay. All right. Fair. All right. <laughs> Speaking of that, actually, something they've always brought up. I don't know how you think about this, but Bateman and Guy have always said they wanted to have a match between Team Action and the Patriots. That's something you think would have been a fun match? Fun match. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of teams would have liked to start with the Patriots, but... <laughs> Uh, team action. I mean, are they good? Were they good? <laughs> they were pretty good. They were pretty good. They have a good legacy in this league. Interesting. Um, there, I no. Uh, I, I'd be happy to play them anytime, any place because we would absolutely dunk on them. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll let them know. <laughs> we'll maybe get that set up with Christian. I mean, uh, uh, one of those exhibition matches. Andrew, what... guy, did you see that performance? He barely remembered his own name. <laughs> He let his character definitely get a little bit in his way, I think. I think, that's he's a, I think he's a better player than that. I do think that. Um, he's a pretty good team player. So he's been on pretty good teams, though. Those he's guys not- have zero chemistry together. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you, let's talk about you. Singles or teams? Which do you prefer? I mean, I've always been a better teams player. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. Uh, I like I like being in teams. I like having uh, six questions in the second round. Right. Right? Uh, I I don't know. There's something about being in it with another person and being able to celebrate and, and or, or have someone to blame. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my, my answer is, is doubles there. But you know what? Right now, until that doubles tournament starts, I am the single-minded pursuit of that, uh, that singles tournament. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if it happens for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, would you? I think you kind of answered this earlier, but I'll have you have make a definitive statement on, it, statement on it. Would you rather face Kevin Smith or Chris Jericho? Ke- uh, Kevin Smith. That's what I thought. Okay, after that, I yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Jericho. I mean, Chris Jericho, buddy. Like, you don't scare me. And as a fellow member of the Rock Stars, I was just gonna let Chris Jericho know. Listen, you're you're Chris Jericho. You're the man. But I'm the alpha dog of the Rock Stars. I've got C on the jersey, buddy, and you are on my team now. Well, uh, I think we should clip that out, send it to him, and see uh, if he has to respond. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this? We got a. Uh, who would you choose? You had to choose. You have a chance at the title, the tag, t- the team titles. 
your choice of Andrako or JTE right now. I should no comment the hell out of you just for the <laughs> to answer that question. I'm looking for I'm looking for hot takes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, right now, honestly, honestly, as amazing a time as I had with JTE, I would pick in Draco right now because I think that I just haven't seen JTE do it in a while. He's got that ring rust. And until he comes back and sort of shows that he's in that same peak form and as focused and as hungry as he used to be, I got to go with Draco. Fair enough. It's a, it's a well, uh, well response. Well, good response there. That is true. By the way, Snyder versus Jericho trash talking would be. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about. I know more about Chris Jericho than he'll ever know about me. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing, though? Probably good for trash. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got more angles to take on trash and Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we did actually, and the action guys did a stream about fast food today. So I want to throw this one in there In and Out, Five Guys, or Whataburger? In and Out. In and Out. Oh, yes, easily. Okay. All right. I had an out once. I wasn't that impressed. Yeah, what, Danny, what are you rolling your eyes for up there? I'm in te- I'm in Texas and I live in Corpus Christi, Texas. So my answer should be crystal clear on that one, a hundred percent. I can't ever not say Whataburger. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, it's a very heated uh, in the action arm. It's a very heated debate. Whataburger is in and out. I always throw five guys in there because I like it. Mark Wahlberg would be disappointed in you. For <laughs> oh, Marky Mark. I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever had Mark, a Wahlburger. It wasn't very good. It was more of like a Donnie Wahlburger. <laughs> I had that, that, that's exactly what it was. I, was. I tried it once and I was like, I'm not going to come back. Uh, all right. uh, we said it for Clerks or Clerks 2. Clerks. I mean, Clerks 2 is a very, very good sequel, but there's, there's the original and then there's everything else. Yeah. Clerks. Uh-huh. I actually prefer Clerks too, uh, surprisingly. But okay. time Snyder out. Okay, Chris is not happy. Chris is also a uh, big Whataburger fan, so anytime you uh, <laughs> mention Whataburger, yeah, I'm. I'm I, mean, I never even been to Texas except to the Dallas airport. So until Danny invites me for a visit, I'm going to be a California guy, even though I'm here on the East Coast, and I'm going to stay in and out. Well, that's why these are East Coast. I thought you might have had five guys more and maybe appreciated it. He was hoping you were going to be on his side. Is what I, did. I did. I was wrong. It's, and you disappointed me, but it's okay. We'll, we'll move on from that. In and Out is a post award show tradition. You have to go get fast food after every award show. Okay. All right. Well, let's just right there. Tonight's an Emmy night. So, I mean, it would be. That makes sense. I would be there right now <laughs> if it was. Normal season. Uh, okay, East Coast or West Coast, Boston or LA? I mean, that that's impossible. <laughs> uh, with regards to what? I mean, where do you like, where would you rather live if taking jobs out of it, taking the film world out of it, so to speak? If you take that out of it, then I'd rather live in Boston, like with my family. Um, but, uh, I mean, quality of life is just, its you can't argue with California and the weather and everything. I'm dreading the winter months here if I end up staying on the East Coast. Like, I do not want to, I don't even have winter clothes. My, my Sundance clothes are back in storage in LA. I came out here with just summer stuff. I'm going to be freezing my ass off. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, it's 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 tough. I do like God. There's so much to love about the West Coast. Like I'm, I, but I was lucky enough to have friends. So I know a lot of people who have flown out to the West Coast. They just never found their their circle. Right. And they you know were lonely or they felt like I mean rent is high and stuff like that. Like it's the cost of living is worse. So I don't know. They, but they they turned around and went back quickly. Well, okay, so East Coast, West Coast, who has the better uh, regional food chains? Oh, okay. I mean, the West Coast. The West, the food is better on the West Coast, I think. Okay. They're just in in Los Angeles. I mean, there's so many different cultures to it. It's not like I'm dining out in the city in Boston all the time, but in Los Angeles, I don't know. It's it's a melting pot, right? Yeah, uh, I'm a big taco guy. I mean, I'd rather take like the Italian food in New York. Well, yeah, that's it goes without saying. I definitely, yeah. But uh, you know, so every place has its own thing. But I guess I would, I would give LA the advantage there. Okay. Uh, live fucking donuts, anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> live events or studio events? Live events. I mean, to me, I thrive on the crowd and believe me i've been if there ever is another free-for-all i've been planning that entrance for weeks oh yeah oh god sign sign me up for the next free-for-all i got the music all picked out i know i got the script for christian to read <laughs> all right genius. Uh, but we got to get there first we got to get yeah. to where it's safe where we can all congregate and i can give every, everybody hugs everybody wear wear more cologne where <laughs> when you come to these live events because you're sitting there all day. By the time you, you give me a hug at the end of the night, you stink. So <laughs> bring that spray. Deodorant. It's a small app. <laughs> Half time, you put it on. You, you got to re up. You got to re up your dirt. It was re-up. just two or three of you. Okay. Just two or three. <laughs> I don't think I hugged you at all. Did I? Uh... <laughs> you're all lovely. You oh. all smell wonderful. Do you actually want to know who the best person I've ever smelled is? Yes, I do. <laughs> This is no joke. Pierce Brosnan is he smells like a bar of Irish soap. It was incredible. That actually makes that. a lot of sense. It actually makes a lot of sense when you watch this movie. Like, well, terrific, Pierce Brosnan. Whatever you're doing, keep keep going, honey. And bottle your set, maybe bottle your set. And yes, set. Pierce. I when you watch, when, I'm wearing Pierce. Pierce. <laughs> Do you wear Pierce? I think that's perfect marketing right there. If you're watching Pierce, we could know. start a cologne yeah. company. Pierce, call me. We could call it PB and J. Ah. Uh, I don't know if that's what you market with your smell, but okay, I, I can see it working, baby. Buy her PB and J. That's actually yeah. Pierce Brosnan actually looks like human cologne. <laughs> I get that actually. <laughs> That's my James Bond. Oh, that's your James Bond. Uh, that's when I. That's when I started watching movies ish. And plus, Goldeneye. I had Goldeneye on Nintendo. Had to play it too. So. Although Goldeneye the game was actually better than the movie, I thought. Way yeah. better. <laughs> Goldeneye is one of the only movies I've ever turned off halfway and never returned to. <laughs> it was terrible when I was a kid. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> Do you have a favorite Bond? Honestly, that may have been my first James Bond movie. I didn't grow up watching Bond. Nice. Dad wasn't like a Bond guy. So, uh, do I have a favorite Bond? It was probably um, Skyfall. Skyfall. Okay. Early Skyfall. Yeah. And Craig, Daniel Craig, would be your favorite. 
actual. Uh, yeah, I had no, if no, nothing with Bond or with uh, Brosnan. Yeah. Couldn't pick the other some of the other guys out of a lineup. Connery, I mean, he was wonderful. Uh, I saw a few of those, but no, Daniel Craig's no Bond. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, here's something I know I agree with you on. I know you're a big fan of The Crow. Yes, uh, I was. A, I also was a big fan of The Crow. I saw that like movie. I think like 20 times in the theater. I was in high school and. I was lonely. There's the crow belt. That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> totally. And please, just the crow, though. No crow city of angels or anything like that. Because that would be. No. Crow city of angels wasn't bad until that ending. That That's one of the worst endings of any movie of, of all and time. I remember being so, like, I was like, cried. I was so, like, mad at, like, just watching this movie at the end. And, like, it was what? real bad. But, uh, you know, some of that movie did 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 right by The Crow, I think. Well, maybe it was just the soundtrack that I loved so much and Iggy Pop. The soundtrack was good. That's true. Okay. Well, The Crow, then, how about reboot The Crow or no, or let it go? Reboot it. Reboot. I'm open to a reboot, if only because. I don't know. I felt like it could have been a big franchise. Um, you got to keep the budget down. Like you got to know what it is and you got to know its audience. So you're not making this movie for the people who love Marvel. You're making for this for the people who think Marvel is stupid. <laughs> okay. Like that's what you have to understand. And, you know, Jason Momoa was an interesting choice because he was going to play the crow for, for a while, but ultimately not like the, he was just like the polar opposite to Brandon Lee. Like you don't need this big muscled, guy i'd like to see a female crow i'd be totally open to a female crow or a black crow i'd like to see i just look keith stanfield as the crow um, I, I think it's it's an, it's a good opportunity that that's just waiting there i don't know if i if i love the team or trust the team that's you know has that property right now uh they it kind of seems like it's been rebooted or talked about forever i mean it's like 10 15 years almost we're talking about and just never seems to quite get there um uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was stuck with the wine scenes for a while, and then Ed Pressman was going to do it, and like it was at Relativity for a long time. Relativity right. had its issues, so Ed Pressman is one of like the oldest, most veteran producers in town. I just don't know if that's w working against him in this game. Mm. God, God bless the guy. Are there any uh, underrated? I, I, I'm going off of this or that now, but <laughs> any underrated action type films like that you think could be a good franchise that have been made like the past decade or so? Thinking of something like an upgrade or something like that that could make a good franchise with new. Uh, so we're talking about movies that would get sequelized, or yeah, I mean, sequelized potentially do something good. Maybe I mean, the, the one that that has been out there for years that Sony. I mean, there are really two movies. It's it's the same actress's fault that these aren't franchises. You know what I'm talking about? No, I tell you, one action star, one one woman who's been a part of two huge action movies. That neither of which were sequelized and they were supposed to be. Charlie's Theron? No. Okay. She's an Oscar winner, though. Anne Hathaway? Nope. You had the first two letters right. Anne. All right. Anne. Uh... Oscar winner with AN. Jeez. God, I'm not good. I'm, yeah, that was I'm not the third good. letter. That was the third letter, Danielle. With G? Oh, uh, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie? Angelina Jolie had salt and wanted. That's true. That is true. I've been thinking for both of these movies should have been sequelized. They were yeah. both big hits. Yeah, they were. No, nothing. Another. The other Oscar-winning actress who was in a big hit movie that should have been sequelized that wasn't. Actually, this actress, her co-star, is in two movies that should have been sequelized. It wasn't. Oscar-winning actress. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to do it. She's been nominated a couple of times. Okay, Sandra Bullock. What Sandra Bullock movie should be sequelized that wasn't? And her co-star was in another movie that was a huge hit that should have been sequelized. Not Speed 2. No. Uh, but Because <laughs> that's the worst piece of trash movie I've seen. Uh, from recently or from? The last seven years or so. Seven years. Sandra Bullock movie from last seven Annie, years. you want the answer? I mean, I the only thing that I can think of is the one that she was in with Ryan Reynolds, but that's probably not the one you're talking oh, about. No. The Heat. The Heat 2 with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. And where is Bridesmaids 2? How do these movies not happen? It does say that female-led movies don't get sequelized nearly as much as they should. That's a very true thing. I don't know if Bullock and McCarthy didn't like each other, but I think that they have taken their kids like trick-or-treating together in following years. So I just don't I don't know what it was there, but The Heat is a layup of a hit. I hate too, and same thing with bridesmaids, and I don't know what it is that are that's preventing those from happening. Yeah, that's it. That's a wonderful question. That should be deep dove into at some point. Wonder why? But Adam wants Ocean's Nine. Huh? Okay, Ocean's Nine. I thought Ocean's Eight was fine. Fine. I still haven't seen Ocean's Eight. Never saw Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Eight was. No, no, no. You don't, you don't see that movie. That movie was bad. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but it was fine. Dude, you get all those actresses together, and you come out with a movie like that, and that was so flat. It should have been a lot better with those actresses. Absolutely. I would definitely give you that. No. you. What you do is you do the original Tower Heist pitch. Tower mm-hmm. Heist was supposed to be the Black Ocean's Eleven. Right. Yeah. Okay. I can and, and if you just did a Black Ocean's Eleven... With all these black stars now, that like there's enough big black stars to make an Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, is Denzel anymore? Um, that could be a huge. I'll watch anything Denzel's on. Oh, that's true. He's had a couple of hits. First time Equal Entry Two was the first time he did a sequel. I wonder if you could ever come back and do more of that franchise as well. I like that one. Um, but okay, I like Denzel. I've, I've never seen a Denzel. Denzel. Denzel could be the villain. I want to see, you know, villainous Denzel is the best Denzel, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't do it as much as he should, nearly as much as he should. I mean, his training day villain was on uh, on fire. I'm not going to be a big fan of the movie, but him in it is phenomenal. Um, all right. Now, there you go. Speaking of Denzel, I've been watching a few of his movies the last few days. Favorite performance by Washington and a favorite director combo he's worked with multiple times. Good question, Robert Parker. I mean, the multiple times thing, we're talking about either Tony Scott or Fuqua, right? Uh, was he any... Yeah, yeah. That, well, quit. Uh, no, 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 that's it. That's it. That's going to spit a Tony Scott. Oh, my God. This is movie trivia that... <laughs> yeah, no, Tony Scott and Fuqua. Are the big ones. All right. Yeah, uh, I guess I'd prefer... I guess I'd prefer the Tony Scott movies, even though I, I think none, are, none of them are as good as Training Day. Uh, oh, oh. Hot take. Oh, I, 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 I love Day is way better than like Man on Fire. I love Man on Fire. Man on Fire is my favorites. Yeah. Uh, um, that's the one I was thinking of. Spike Lee. I've been watching Spike Lee movies. Yeah, best Denzel that. performance. I mean, uh, I think it is Training Day. Uh, he's great in he's great in those early movies like Glory and Cry Freedom, but he's also great in uh, what the hell was it? I'm blanking. <laughs> Shit. 
Five, fifth round question or uh, five pointer. I'm blanking on my favorite. Oh, Philadelphia. He's great in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I love him, Malcolm X. Yeah. Malcolm X. Yes, he's a, he, like Denzel is is one of the, the top ten actors of all time. Um, and I wish that he had. I guess he's done Fences. Like he's he's been nominated for Fences and and Rome Israel lately, but neither of those movies I think are going to really be remembered ten years from now. You know, I want to see him get another just meaty role. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him do something like a Quentin Tarantino movie or something. Yeah, he, he could definitely take some some other chances with some of the people that he works with. Right. Yeah, exactly. But all right, fair enough. Well, I guess we actually veered off this or that in, the, <laughs> in a way we've never yeah. done before. And I like that, though. We've also, so we'll end this or that on that point. You survived your experience with this or that. Uh, now, chat, the next part is up to you. We already started kind of with Robert Parker. We uh, I saw that in the chat and just jumped it in there. Uh, if anybody else has any questions for Jeff, uh, of course, streamlabs.com uh, slash call to action pod. And my cat just wants to be on the stream all day long. Indiana Jones. Knock it off. We'll give priority to that and super chat, of course. Um, but also we will take any questions in the chat as well. Daddy, do you want to promote anything at this point? No, Paul. I think you got all of that stuff. Just remember, Streamlabs Super Chats will have priority in asking questions. And I'm going to go ahead and bring on my sweet, lovely lady, Miss Kelsey Kirkland. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Hey, Hello. So Hello. I'm excited for some chat. We questions. love Kelsey here. Kelsey does all of the yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm sorry. Now I'm having a weird lag on my end. Kelsey's microphone. This always happens to me. So, oh, uh, yes. So I'm going to go ahead and Paul, let you take over at this part. And I'm going to bounce out of the room really quickly and then come right back. Okay, so uh, while we're waiting for the chat questions there, we're waiting for Danny to come back, I will promote this, uh, the week on of the podcast show, of course. Uh, this week we will have a Schmoe Bates, I believe, is going to be happening. Uh, we're still hammering out the details on that, I believe, so I don't want to give too much away, but usually it's on Wednesdays. Uh, we'll have to see what's going on with that. Alice will know more later. As soon as she knows, she will let everybody else know. Danny's back. I think she's back. No, you're not back? Okay, she's not back. <laughs> she's faking me out. Um, but also, we will be breaking down the matches as we always tend to do this week. We try to break down as many of the matches as we can. Four matches a week has been a little tough to do, so we will uh, break some of them down on Call to Action Live, which will be another Saturday uh, Saturday edition, probably a little bit earlier this week. This, uh, week. Okay. It's going to be a little bit earlier than we usually go at 10, 1030. We're probably going to go a little bit earlier because of the uh, I'll say it now, the Bobby Gucci birthday celebration thing that's going on in the Gucci-verse, and a few of us might be appearing on that as well, so we don't want to cross cross our streams too much. Um, but this Friday, Friday the 25th, before that, I will say, I'll throw this one up there. Where's that banner? It's the last general standing inaugural movie trivia battle royal. All the army action army generals are going to get together, about 20 to 25 of them, I believe, at this point, uh, including myself. I have thrown my hat into the ring, and we will be doing our own free-for-all style match uh, on a stream yards, hosted, uh, mostly hosted and written by Alex Mack with a lot of help from everybody else on the C2A team. Uh, might be having some appearances from Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy as well. we got a promo coming from Nerd Chronic himself. Uh, we love Eric Rodriguez and he's in the U.S. a little favor. Uh, so that should be a fun time to see where we are on that. I will probably be eliminated pretty early on and be able to host afterwards because I'm not that great. If it's an Ed Harris slice, I could do. And if it's a Star Wars slice, I can do. But other than that, it's not going to happen for me. Uh, but we'll find out on that. 
Uh, and finally, the last thing I will plug uh, before we get to start getting to these questions is next week's chill to action is a good one. We have that uh, lined up and we have an ad by Kelsey. Liz Shannon Miller, uh, after her ups, uh, well, I don't know if it's upset, really, but her taking Chance Ellison out of the tournament, uh, she's definitely in the news on the showdown. Uh, she's made a definite case for herself to be pushing herself up into those top-tier type players. Uh, uh, I like to think she's going to be a fascinating conversation. So, And, yes, I'm sure Danny Coach will be talking about Tank Girl because that seems yeah. to come up with. <laughs> so. I'm so excited about that. Oh, I couldn't. I can't wait. Um, yeah. So uh, I think – I have permission from the crew to plug what we got going on Thursday. Oh, I, I was going to say, but I didn't know if you wanted to announce it. Go ahead. You can definitely I go ahead. Don't know. Okay. So I don't have any graphics for it, but y'all, as you kind of want to announce a brand new show that we are starting on the call to action network this Thursday. Um, I wish that I had a graphic. I don't, we're getting that ready for you soon, but we are starting a new show called as the wheel turns. And it's going <laughs> to be, it's going to be a showdown show that focuses more on the storylines. We're going to talk about the storylines that have gone on throughout that week. And then we're also going to do a little bit, deep dive of a focus of a particular storyline or with a faction or a person or anything like that. So this is a new idea. It's kind of a, a new thing that we're rolling out to so tune in on Thursday. That's not going to be its set date. We're just trying to get this thing rolled out so we can get this started. But uh, this Thursday, it's going to be myself hosting with my sweet baby Kelsey right over here. And then our guests that we're going to have on, we're going to have Jake Berlin from a certain point of view. We're going to have Suge from the Let's Get Ready to Schmo Talk Showdown podcast. And then we're also going to have Larry Payne from the Gucci verse on. So come in and hang out with us this Thursday to go ahead and talk about all of that stuff. That felt the like the greatest awesome. crossover since Avengers Endgame of all yeah. the that, <laughs> um, yeah. congrats on the show, guys. Thank yeah. you. Uh, to be older storylines as well. One day, once you point out, which we talk about older storylines as well, we may get into alternate universe storylines as of what would have happened if that or that thing. And we know that Aaliyah used to have the All the Belts podcast. That's how Mike Kalinowski became a bad guy after uh, pitching that on that podcast. Which kind of let me want to dive into as well some kind of alternate universe type takes. What would have happened? Like a Jeff Snyder and, and John Roca team up. What would that have looked like in the uh, storyline? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, we missed it. We missed talking about the storylines. We missed talking about everything that's going on inside the kayfabe world of the Schmodown. So uh, I'm excited to get the show rolling. So yay! Tune in Thursday at uh, nine central and be on the lookout. We'll get all of the other information for you then. Woo! Okay, that's it. That's all I have. I feel like I should get more cut scenes. I would like to act more. I feel like I should stretch those muscles. I would like Absolutely. to see that. I'm all that. So <laughs> Christian, look it up. <laughs> if you're watching, Christian, if you're watching, start a hashtag. He's people. watching. I'm I'm on the show. He's watching. <laughs> He's like, oh God, what kind of trouble did Snyder make now? Yeah. I'm waiting for the text. Waiting for the text. <laughs> All right, Kelsey, why don't you uh go All ahead? All right. First question it was forgotten, I guess, and this and that, according to the chat. Loaded fries oh. or poutine? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Adams, neither. I actually like salt and pepper on my fries. Maybe I'll do 
you know, like ketchup or barbecue sauce, but I don't like poutine and loaded fries with like chili or cheese or any of that stuff. No, it's not for me. Jeff Snyder continuing to be the true heel of the Schmodown. Yeah. (laughs) I've never had a salad. (laughs) I was like that for a long time. All right. Next question. Where's the 2v2 basketball exhibition between top 10 and the Patriots? The world demands it. That's Again, right. another one of these things like the match with team action. Anytime, any place. John Roca can be, he can barely walk, let alone let alone run. This guy's <laughs> got a bad knee. He can't shoot. He can't dribble. All he can do is stand in the paint and rebound and and maybe hit a layup. Nose is good. I, you know, I have respect for Matt Nose's game, but I think that JT and I clearly have the advantage there. JT wow. can actually shoot and move. To be fair, after the scooter accident, scooter incident, does JT still have it? Uh, I don't know about that. Listen, I think his legs are fine. I can't speak to his teeth. <laughs> but I think he can still run around better than Roka can. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> next, Kels. All right. R- Roka, we, we should, someone should get Roka a gimp outfit. So I'm going to bring out the gimp to Roka. <laughs> All right. Where do you think the exchange goes from here after the Lucas Black? Lucas Black debacle. See, I don't even know who that is. I can't even say his name. So I know that I've heard about some a little bit about what happened. Explain it to me, though. Okay. Um, basically, what happened is uh, in the Ben Bateman Dan Merle match, there was a two point question. Yes. Uh, ben Bateman got, and it was name the lead of Fast and Furious Three. Right? Fast and Furious Three. It was kind of okay. weird, weird way because he said came back in seven and, and came back in seven. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, Ben. Argued that it threw him off. That like a lot of, as far as a two pointer generally go, that was it was not a good two pointer. Should have been a three pointer at the very least. And uh, he was really pissed about it. Uh, and it led to a storyline type angle, I believe, where he basically threw everybody into the bus. Said Gucci wasn't managing him right anymore. Uh, he even threw Riley. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Now I think I I think that's all I need. Uh, ben Bateman, quit whining like a little baby. Okay. <laughs> Everyone kind of knew that answer. It wasn't that difficult. I don't think. Uh, maybe it was a three pointer instead of a two pointer, but I don't see how that's Bobby Gucci's fault. Like, what are you expecting <laughs> to do? Like mount an appeal or some kind of challenge over something like that? He still has a reputation to uphold as a manager. That would have been an embarrassing challenge. Uh, you got to you got to take your lumps, take it on the chin, there, buddy. Move on. Basically, he also said he wants to leave. The, he doesn't want. He's not. He's going to leave the exchange. He never wants Gucci to manage for him again. He doesn't want. And the Roca has his back, and Riley doesn't. Listen, I mean, that's a different story. I mean, someone like Sam Levine just has way more knowledge than someone like Bobby Gucci or Roxy. Of course, you know, I don't think Sam Levine is a terribly good manager at all. Uh, so. You know, it's different people offer different things. So I don't know if Ben Bateman expects Bobby Gucci to be Sam Levine, but (laughs) you got to know your, just like a manager has to know his players' strengths or his or her players' strengths, a player has to know their manager's strengths and weaknesses. And Ben Bateman, his expectations seem unrealistic in this regard. Okay. I like that. I never, that's an interesting point. You never hear about that. You do hear a lot about how managers should manage, but the idea that players have to know what they're getting into with the managers is a solid. A solid I know what Roxy's good at, and I know it's not going to be advising me on on crime thrillers. You know, <laughs> that's okay. I've, I've come to grips with that. Okay. Fair <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Next question is favorite animated movie. Since we all know you love them, <laughs> that's an easy one. There's only there's only one uh, there's only I'm one. Gonna, 
champion, and that's Toy Story. I knew it. <laughs> I mean, listen, The Lion King is incredible. Uh, you can't argue with The Lion King, but Toy Story, there's Toy Story, and then there's every other movie that just wants to be Toy Story. <laughs> I saw I saw you talk about Toy Story 4 and how much you enjoyed it, and I, I loved it. I was just glowing from it. The whole franchise is brilliant. I mean, yeah, yeah, especially for people who like, don't. What's the best Pixar movie? Is it Wally? Is it Inside Out? I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? It's Toy Story. It's Toy Story. All right, all right. Next question from Brian. What is your favorite match you've played in in either teams or singles? I mean, it was probably the win in Chicago over Bateman and Rally, just because my high school guys were there and the way that it was done and the slap. And it was just, it was a special evening. A thousand people there. Yeah. But yeah, that was a great one. Obviously, the first time I won with JT, like, you know, that everything that they caught on tape, that was a real emotion right there. And um, so those are my two favorite. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Do you have all of this? Throw it audible here. Do you have a favorite as like a fan of somebody who watched the showdown? Do you have a favorite of match that you weren't involved in? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I really have to think about that. Right. I mean, Roka. Yeah, I, I I don't know that I can name specifics. Roka has definitely had some like. This is why he is the outlaw, and why everybody love you know why there is no one nation like because John's just magnetic. Um, God, and honestly, watching some of those Star Wars matches, even though I have no idea what's going on, I, I, I am witnessing like a level of nerddom that like people get to see in person. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Next question is: Does Walt the boys? Wait, Cam Shab, Walter this year is a great answer. That that is true. Like, <laughs> that's a masterpiece. There you go. Okay. All right. Does the boys count as a superhero show for you? Oof, that's a good question. I mean, you'd think so, but the superheroes are also the supervillains, so that's tricky. Okay, I would say that it. Not so much a superhero show as it is a comic book show. With power? Uh... But technically, there are superheroes, even though sometimes they do supervillain stuff. Like, There's a reason that they're the seven and people worship them. Right. Like, they, do, they must do some good at some point for somebody. Uh, that's true. Stargirl or whatever. Stargirl is pretty close to being a hero. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, kind of went over this a little bit, but what was your mindset like playing Bibs? You seemed out of it that day. First of all, I always end up playing Schmodowns like the day after something traumatic or something has happened in my life. Like, broke up with a girlfriend or, you know, mom died or, uh, you know, I lost a job. It's like, hey, buddy, can you come out to the Schmodowns about 16 hours from now? It's like, yeah. oh, um, so there, I, I don't know what it was with Bibbs. I'm not here to make excuses either. There may have not even been anything. Uh, I just know that, like I've said in the past, even LeBron James, even Michael Jordan had, day, had games where their teams got blown out. And, you know, in those blowouts, I doubt Michael Jordan or LeBron were, were playing in the fourth quarter because they just knew, like, today's not my day. I don't have it for whatever reason. The great ones are great enough to recognize that. So uh, if you want to, you know, uh, throw Adrian Brody answer in my face about rollerball, you know, <laughs> be, be my guest. But if that's all you can say about me after the, how long I've been in the league, that, that's 
you don't have much ammunition against me. Good call. Good call. All right. And I think that's it for questions. That's all we got, Kelsey? Yeah. Guys, send us some more. Kelsey, what about you, Kelsey? Why don't you ask a question that you can throw one together? Uh, I'm not an interviewer. That's why I'm not on screen for the first half of the show. She's, she's the talent, Paul. She just shows up and reads You're the to interview me. Okay. <laughs> We're going to interview Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, then. I guess that wraps it up at this point, huh? Yeah, Danny. Yeah, I think so. Chat, if you do have anything else, let us know. But if not, then we're going to go ahead and, yeah. Oh. Look at Jeff. Let me tell uh, we're just going to play uh, uh, ping pong back and forth. We're just going to say, yeah, 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 Paul. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 yeah, 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 Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Paul. I didn't pay Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's what the people, people are paying for. I will win the award. You have the award back there still, right, Danny, somewhere? I do. It's actually on my bed right now because it was cleaning, so it's hanging out right over there. I, it's actually a seat. I just sleep with it like that. You sleep with it. <laughs> All right. All right. I do that. <laughs> well, then, Jeff, where can we find you? Where can everybody find you? Anything you can plug? I mean, uh, I'm on Instagram, and I'm still lurking in, in the Schmodown Facebook groups, uh, you know, responding to things that I shouldn't. <laughs> um, I've, I'm still taking a Twitter break, so I'm not available on Twitter. I mean, you can still DM me, of course, with anything, and I do a, a mailbag for my podcast on Thursdays, uh, and I, I do hope that you guys will watch the podcast. But um, where else? Oh, Cameo. You know, if you want an individual Cameo, your friend may want a Cameo. Maybe they like the Schmodown. Who knows? I'm available uh, on Cameo, and I'm very, very cheap. All right. I'll say anything you guys tell me to. <laughs> as long as it's not racist. Okay. Yeah. Kelsey's already got her mind going. I see that mind going on that, Kelsey. You want to definitely do that. Kelsey. Oh, my God. You don't, you don't, you don't have to say. I owe you a, a video. Can you say <laughs> to my friend? But, any, but yes, anything uh, that you guys ever want, uh, I'm happy to come back on. Maybe a month from now, if uh, maybe if I do well in the tournament, maybe if I don't, and and it's just before the doubles tournament starts. Absolutely, definitely. All right, Kelsey, where can they find you? All right, you can find me at Kelseykins90 on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at Miss Quinkins on Instagram. That's my cosplay site. Uh, T Public, we've got merch, we've got masks. Wear a mask, please. We can open theaters again. And yeah, you can always find me here on Call to Action on various shows when I can be there. Okay, and me at Paul underscore Denizio on Twitter. You can find me on Call to Action Live, Chill to Action here. Uh, you can find me on the Action Industries channel, uh, producing for Ben and Ben and Drew, as well as doing my own show called Class Action Weekly on their channel uh, as well. We basically do this or that with movies in a way, just with categories, and it's a fun time. Um, and I have open PLD projects my own YouTube channel where I will be eventually doing the Harris dance where I will take you through every movie that Ed Harris has ever been in and I'll make you love Ed Harris like I do or die trying. Uh, I'll find out. We'll find out, I guess. Huh? We'll see. We'll see PLD. We'll see. You've been trying this for a year now? I know. I've been I'm waiting for some Jake Yacobetta's got to give me some, uh, some more thumbnails first and I got to wait for tournament season to die down so we're not reacting to every like five matches a week at this point. Then I blame Jake. Got it. Yeah. The, the, hair, the hair stance takes about just as long as watch the book. 
cunt takes to come out. <laughs> so that's right. That's right, y'all. You know me. It's your girl, Danny Joy, here. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy, D A N I E E J O Y. You can also find me here every Sunday with my favorite co hosts, Mr. Paul Denuzio and Miss Kelsey Kirkland, hanging out on Chill to Action. You can also go to my YouTube channel. Uh, I am actually bringing out a Watch the Book episode. It is going to be on Annihilation. It's going to come out on the 30th. So uh, come and hang out with me where I talk about uh, a book and a movie and the differences between their adaptations. So I will be there. And then this Thursday, come and hang out with me and Kelsey for As the Wheel Turns, the new show on the Call to Action. As the Wheel Turns. As exactly. Wheel yep. We have to give credit for Maxwell. I think Maxwell came out with that. Yes. Uh, our friend Maxwell with that. Like we <laughs> Thank just you. Talked about it. That came out like so easily. We're like, damn, there is no yeah. other title. Daniel's like, you want to do a storyline show that's kind of like soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> you should call it As the Wheel Like as soon as we, you should call it As the Wheel Turns, like as soon as we did it. So big like, shout out to Max. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Big shout out for that. But that's going to be it for everyone at the Call to Action crew. For Mr. Jeff Snyder and everyone here, thank you all so much. We love you and appreciate you. Stay safe out there. And as always, y'all, thank you. And we salute. We salute you. Paul, you get to press the buttons. I know I do. I always Yay. press the buttons. Oh. <laughs>